All right, as luck will have it, we're live. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's a nice Monday morning after a long weekend. So I'm sure everybody's super excited to be back to work and get back to the grind. Uh, I uh, hope you had a very nice Thanksgiving and all sorts of cool stuff. And what I'd like to do today is talk about luck. This is something, think about it. Nobody really talks about luck as it pertains to your job, to your career. And in my opinion, from recruiting for so long, I, I, I think luck plays a big part, both positive and negative. And there's a way to really juice up the positive side of luck. So it's not, I don't think it's 50-50 because I think there's a fair amount of what you can do to control your future. So sometimes when you say luck, and we'll get to other things later, because I know some people say, hey, it depends where you're born. It depends on this and that. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. But for now, to start with, I really want to talk about how you can control your own luck. Most people feel, um, and, and I don't want to kind of kind of come across the wrong way. A lot of people feel is like, oh, woe is me. Oh, I went to the wrong college. Oh, I took the wrong major. Oh, you know, I would have done well, but the boss did this. That's not how you create your own luck. You, the way you create your own luck, and we're just diving into this. The way you create your own luck is you have to take action. You, you can't just say, hey, I'm going to go about my business and do er everything like everybody else does, go in lockstep with what the whatever the current narrative is. You have to find ways to really stand out above and beyond, particularly if it's a competitive job market, a competitive economy, a competitive area that you want to get into. You have to find ways to get yourself lucky. Now, one of the ways to get lucky is, is to take action. And I know that sounds obvious, but what I mean by take action, a lot of people just wait for something to fall in their lap. They, they, they think somebody somehow, if you just put in the hours and you put in the time, someone's going to come to you, knock on your door and say, hey, Jack, we're going to give you this great job. We're going to give you this great raise. We're going to give you this great promotion. But it doesn't work that way. You have to find ways to get noticed. And how do you get noticed? Go to conferences, go to meetups, go out to drinks with people from work after work, go out to lunch with them now that people are going back to the office. If there's any kind of affinity groups, join them. If there are any things in your town, in your neighborhood that you could participate in, get involved. If you have young kids that are involved with sports or music or dance or plays, get involved. And the reason I'm doing that, you don't have to want to do that, but you want to get involved because it's a numbers game. So the more people you interact with, the more connections you make, the more doors will open up. And you think about it, it's, it's, it's just, I love to say I'm such a genius coming up with this idea, but if you really think about it, it's just such common sense. If you make sure that you're out there interacting with people, meeting with people, forging relationships, even if some of them aren't like best buddy relationships, 
They could even be transactional relationships, meaning that your friends because you're working together, your friends because you're on a project together, your friends because you know your kids are both playing on the same uh, baseball league. You don't have to be best buddies. It's a, it could be a transactional relationship for the time being, but that's okay because the more people that you get to know and the more the people who get to know you, you're going to be able to get more breaks and you're going to be more lucky. Now, it's not in this instance, it's really not luck. It's because you really thought it through by, by having a network of people, a very far flung network of people, keeping in touch with folks you went to grade school, middle school, high school, college, graduate school, law school, whatever. Getting in touch with people who go to temple, church, synagogue, mosques together. By getting all these people, somebody is going to recognize or you're going to get in touch with somebody that says, hey, Jack, we have this opening at our company and I know you're a recruiter. You know, would you like to hear about this opportunity? They're like, oh, let's talk. I'll be happy to you know, talk with you about it. Now, if you don't do all these things, you're not going to have anybody saying if you're just at home doing nothing, watching TV not taking any action, then luck is in the reverse. You're not going to be lucky because how is anything going to happen? So it's an object that stays in motion, keeps in motion. A sedentary thing, you're just going to be there. So you want by acting and moving and getting out there and getting seen and getting known and people hear of you, they see you. This is both in real life and then you do the same on social media. Where, and you got to decide which is the social media that's right for you. For most people that I'm talking to you, probably LinkedIn is the go-to, then maybe X or Threads or Instagram to a certain degree. You want to be out there and you want to be out there and positioning yourself and branding yourself as the kind of person who's successful, ambitious, motivated, focused, wants to do well, but also wants to help others do well as well. And this way, by doing that, you'll get noticed as opposed to, let's say you just have a LinkedIn profile with a bland picture from 20 years ago, not much of a summary, doesn't really discuss exactly what you do. You're hurting your luck because no one's going to bother with you. But if you, if you put time and effort and energy into online activities, relevant for the career and job you're in, as well as enhancing and building relationships in the real world, your luck will be exponential because there's so many more people that could kind of turn you on to opportunities. Now, when people say, I'm not lucky, nothing works out for me. Well, that's probably because you're not doing anything. You know, you're just sitting home, watching football games, drinking beer, just you know, complaining and bitching and moaning. Well, like, yeah, that's not going to enhance your luck quotient. It's just the opposite. People are not going to want to interact with you. People don't want to interact with people in the office in real life who are complainers, who are moaners and groaners, who are who are always like bitching and pointing fingers at others and blaming other people and angry all the time and surly and try to demean others and take them down that's not going to enhance your luck at all. In fact, with those kind of people, 
it's going to hurt your luck because you're going to have bad luck because who wants to be involved with somebody who is just kind of mean and ornery, negative, pessimistic, always finds fault. That's not going to enhance your luck. The opposite is when you come across as someone who wants to achieve and do some really great things, but bring people along on the journey as well, that's going to, that's going to enhance your luck. So Christine, how, how's that so far? Am I, am, I, am I going on a tangent or do you think this, this makes sense? No, this all sounds great. And I think that you have to train yourself to spot the chances that are hiding in plain sight. If you have blinders on and you're closed off to things, you're not going to see it. Right. Like, like, you know, that analogy of being at home, right? Being on the couch, just watching football all, you know, Saturday for college games, Sunday for, you know, regular football, drinking beer with the same old people, the same crew that you've done since high school. Like, how, how is it going to change, right? <laughs> it's never going to change. And then you're going to complain that nothing ever changed. And why do I have such bad luck that nothing changes? And they look at other peers who excel and go really and keep growing because they're not doing that. They're doing, they're getting out there. Like you were saying, they're looking for opportunities. They're, they're looking for ways to grow. Yeah. Positivity plays a big part. I think a lot of it is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. See, it's almost, a, I find out this, we've all seen this, but we don't, again, these are things, and, and I like bringing these kind of topics up in these LinkedIn live slash podcasts, because most, most people don't talk about this stuff. It's more of, you know, if you're interviewing, have a strong handshake. Remember to bring a copy of your resume. That's freaking whatever. That's so like baseline. But these other things that we're talking about that, once I bring it up, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I could see when, when it comes to positivity, that's going to be the big difference in between how people are lucky and unlucky. If you're a positive person, you, let's, let's just take an example. You're in the office, right? And you're a positive person. Let's say there's a, there's a big problem, like red sirens are going off. Everything is chaos. There's a big issue. And you're the one who stays calm, stays cool and collected, asks, how can I help? How can I contribute? What would you like me to do? And then they're like, oh my God, it's crazy. It's well, let's take a deep breath. Walk me through what we need to do. I'll be happy to help you. Well, it's going to probably take all night and weekends and whatever. Uh... You know what? I'll put in that time. If you need, that's okay. You know, get a babysitter. I'll, I'll work in the evening, come in on the, uh, you know, on the weekends, because I know we could turn this around. Now, somebody who has that positive mindset is going to go much further than the people who are going to be a just whining, complaining, and finding fault. Hey, this problem happened because of you, Christine. You did this. And Jack, you know what? You're the one who lost his client because blah, 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 blah. Like that, those people are not going to be successful. The ones who are going to just point their finger, complain, blame somebody else. And the person who takes charge, who is confident, who steps up, when there's adversity, when he's not afraid to go into the fire and make stuff happen, that favors the bold and the lucky. 
and you become lucky because you're doing these things. Whereas the person who is very negative, and we all know this, let's be honest, coming out of Thanksgiving, right? I'm sure there's at least one person in your family group that's just complaining. Oh, the turkey's so dry. Oh, and what, you know, sweet potatoes? I like sweet potatoes. How come you don't have sweet potatoes? You know, like no matter what you do, they're going to complain and they're going to, they're going to moan. And then who wants to deal with them? And what ends up happening in the office, at home, interactions, when you have that attitude, instead of people coming towards them and trying to help and engage and uplift them, just the opposite. They can't wait to run away from them. Let's take the analogy like during Thanksgiving, when you're sitting around the table and you're sitting next to that person who's a big whiner complainer, you can't wait to get up and find a way to sit somewhere else and get away from it. However, if there's somebody who is, you know, is positive, uplifting, you're going to make you're going to make sure how can I get in front of that person because that person seems super cool and really nice and really smart and I'm going to have a good conversation and I'm going to probably learn something that's going to be helpful and make a great connection for the future. And that that's these little incremental steps make such a difference in, how, in saying, hey, I'm lucky or unlucky. Now, the people who don't take any action, the people who complain and jerks and whatever, they're the ones who can say, you know, you know, I've always had bad luck. It's not my fault. It was this person's fault. You know, they don't self-reflect. They don't think, why do I have bad luck? What's the reason for it? And I would say for a lot, it's a coping mechanism because they don't want to you know, say to themselves, I effed up. I didn't do all the things I should have done in my career. And that's why I'm here. And some of my other peers are up here. And a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that. So instead, they just, they just try to come up with other excuses. What I would suggest, it's not too late. So even if that happened, that you made some bad calls, that maybe you chose one direction instead of another. You went to one career instead of a different career and you feel you're kind of losing momentum. Start doing what, what I'm talking about. Do things that are gonna get you noticed. Find out what you wanna do and go after it. And then the surprising thing is, the harder you work, the more time and energy you put in, the smarter you work, the luckier you become. To me, that's that 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 should be like one of those, you know, stuff where they just say, "Hey, these are the facts, right? These are some of the hardcore facts of life." The hardcore facts of life is: the harder you work, the smarter you work, and if you do it in a positive, uplifting way, you're going to succeed, and your luck is going to increase. And the reason your luck increases is because people start noticing you and they respect you and they appreciate you. So they're more than happy to give you this new client to work with. They're happy to give you this new cool assignment to work on. They're happy to give you a raise and a promotion and a bonus. 
because they see this person is going to make something of himself and help everybody in their orbit to do better as well and help the company do better as well. So then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that as you work harder and smarter and have results and, and are doing well and treating everyone well and taking care of everybody as you're growing and you're rising in the ranks, you're trying to uplift as many people as possible, you're going to keep getting breaks and you're going to keep getting opportunities. Whereas on the other side of the equation, people who don't do that are going to keep falling behind and falling behind, falling behind. They're not going to even stay at the same level. They're going to just, you know, it's just going to be a big difference where one keeps going and going up, going up, and the others go, go down and down. So there becomes this like huge difference between the two of them. Um, another thing is, it's kind of similar to positivity. You want to be optimistic. And in today's day and age, it seems more cool and hip to be negative and to take a dump on everything, you know, and say, this is bad, that's bad. Now, is there merit and truth to a lot of things being bad? Yes, 100%. But it doesn't mean that you just go along with the crowd and say, yeah, this is bad, you know, you know, the baby boomer, they could buy a house for $10 and have a car, bought a car for $5. And now look at us. We can't even do anything because we have no money. Now, is there truth to some of that? Well, you know, I'm exaggerating about the prices. But yeah, but you weren't born then. You're born now. It sucks. It's unfair. But that's luck too. You know, if you were born... It, it, think about how crazy luck is. If you were born in the right place at the right time, everything could fall in place. If you were born in the wrong time at the right at the wrong time at the wrong place, you're, it, everything would be different. But just because you might be in the wrong place at the wrong time, you can't just give up. And I think that's what happens to most people. They just throw up their arms and say, "Hey." This is just, I give up. I can't take it. How many TikTok videos have people seen or on Twitter where young people are just throwing up their hands and say, and, and crying and I can't take it. And, you know, there's a group of people who dunk on them. I, I don't want to dunk on them because I do empathize. But at the same time, it's okay to cry and feel bad and feel crappy about everything. But you then have to turn it around and say, oh, okay, this is the hand I was dealt. This is where I am. And I have two choices to be optimistic, positive thinking, motivated, and keep trying, or I can give up. If you give up, your luck is going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse. If you keep trying, you have a better chance of growing and building and building. You, you want to do, you want to build a skill stack. You want to have, as you could see with AI and, and machine learning and all these new technologies, you're going to see things are changing really quickly. So you want to make sure you could also build the skill stack of having maybe you, you, you're learning how to write well, how to speak in public, you know, public speaking, maybe learning a little bit how to code. You might say, man, that's out of my league, maybe, but maybe there, there, I've seen there are a lot of these places to do low code, no code kind of stuff, but you always want to keep learning and growing. And once again, it's going to sound repetitive, 
but I want to drum it in because the more you do these things, the more you're going to stand out and the more you're going to put yourself in a position where you could succeed and do well. If you don't do these things and you put your head in the sand like an ostrich and say, ah, this AI is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool thing now and, you know, I don't need to bother with it. Well, that's not the attitude. That's the, exactly the wrong attitude. You want to explore. You want to look into it. You want to figure it out. You want to see how it could help you. That's how you get lucky. All right, Chris, how's that so far? you're you're dead on with all of these mm -hmm. you know the more people recognize you for your skills and hard work the more it'll burnish your reputation and each skill is like a little tool in your tool bag to to help you get further and further along and then in line with like the optimistic mindset that you were talking about one thing is don't be so quick to deem yourself uh, deem something as unrealistic you know we hear about people who see maybe 500 to 1,000 people applied to a job online and they think, oh, I'll never get this, but you may be exactly what that company is looking for. Don't write yourself off, take a chance on yourself. And like, you have to be in the game in order to play. So don't give up. You know, I love that advice because I think for most people where they look and see, you know, 100 people applied, 200 people applied, 1,000 people applied, and I'm not exaggerating. They're like, oh man, uh, so unlucky. I have the, I took, you know, the, you know, the wrong type of job. Well, if, if, if you have that attitude and you don't even bother sending a resume, of course it's not going to happen, but the mind shift should be effort. Uh, not only am I going to send my resume over, I'm going to, I'm going to find that MFR who is the hiring manager or somebody who I know at the company, get a hold of that person and say, Hey, person at this company, you owe me. Can you got to hook me up? I need a job. I need it now. Can you introduce me to this hiring manager? You know, here's my resume. You know who I am. You know what I'm capable of doing. Just put in a good word for me and make that connection. Now, how different is that by having that attitude, right? That that kind of attitude, as opposed to like, oh, there's so many people applied. I'm not going to even bother to say, you know what? That's it. I'm going to find out, you know, who are the hiring personnel? Who are the players there? Who are the key people there? Who are the folks that I can get in front of to, so that they can see who I am and what I can bring to the table and why I should be the person to get interviewed and why I'm the right person for the job, right? What it, it's a very different way of looking at life and how to, how to tackle life. It's, it's, it's the difference between being a bystander and being an active, active participant. What, what is it like in video games? An NPC, where you're, like, you're oh. NPC, you're like, you're, you're nothing. Yeah. Or you're a player. You're a player. You want to be a player. And here's what happens too. This is the crazy shit I've seen over the course of my career is this, is that when you, when you, it's, it's like we talk about luck, but what ends up happening, maybe you get a little luck, right? Let's say right place, right time, and it works out. But once you get a little luck, a lot of times you're like, ah, oh, I wasn't lucky. You start thinking it was me, right? So then you have more confidence. Then you have more confidence. You're willing to take on more challenges. Then you take on more challenges and then you win some more, right? And, and, and you get some extra stuff. Maybe you get that promotion, you get that raise, you get that the stock that you wanted and so forth. Then you feel even more confident. You're like, wait, this, this is working. So now it's almost as if the luck turns to winning 
and you keep winning. And then in your mindset, that's who you are now. So you get on that path where it starts out, it could have been pure luck, right? That, and I've seen this with jobs, recruiting. You could get somebody who just right place, right time, right circumstances, got that job, got on that first rung. And then 10, 15, 20 years later, I'll see this person as a senior managing director somewhere just killing it. Because the one thing led to another, to another, to another. Whereas the people who were just like, yeah, I'm not sending my resume and who have that attitude, they go nowhere. They flatline. They flatline where the other just keeps growing and growing and growing. Now, I'm not, when you hear me say it, I'm making it sound almost easy. I get it. And it's not. It's not easy. It's hard. But if it was easy, everyone would be a millionaire. Everyone would be in the C-suite. But that's not how it works. So you really have a binary choice to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to really do what I can to make my own luck, to make my own breaks in life, to make things happen. And then luck will favor me because I'm in motion. I'm making things happening. Whereas if I know if I don't do anything, I'm just going to fall behind. I'm going to be an NPC player. No one's going to notice who I am. And it's going to be game over. Wow, I can't believe I had enough energy for this for a Monday like this, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 interesting too. Let's just to take a little like detour, okay? Sometimes luck is just freaking luck. Now, think of this: Mark Zuckerberg goes to Harvard, right? He has he has a roommate. I want to say Dustin. I'll say Moskowitz, but it's not. Uh, it's something like that. Whatever. Because that kid was Mark's roommate, he's now a, a multi-billionaire. Now, in a way, that's luck. <laughs> like unbelievable, crazy luck. Uh, but also, it could be this happens too, where there's a big thing of like, have you have you guys heard of the term like Nepo babies? Chris, you're, you're familiar with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to maybe explain to people what, what, what that's all about? A Nepo baby is born with basically like a silver spoon in their mouths. They were giving all the um, advantages in life, their parents' wealth, their parents' connections. And then it brings on more opportunities. Um, those kids like Nepo babies, they're the ones that can afford to take on a free internship mm -hmm. because they have their parents' money to fall back on, you know. Um, who was it? it was like Johnny Depp's daughter where you, you know you had to be like six feet tall to be a model but because she was Johnny Depp's daughter and she was like five foot something she was given an opportunity whereas like a regular person wouldn't have it's so interesting to see whether it's music whether it's it's Hollywood maybe in business how often you see that person who's a nepo baby who's parents are big shots within the organization or their uncle, their brother-in-law or their wherever. So sometimes luck is just pure luck. It's like, you know, flipping a coin and it keeps hitting heads a bunch of times. Just luck. You're in the right place at the right time. You're Mark Zuckerberg's roommate and you're a billionaire. On the other side of luck in Apple, when Apple was started, Steve Jobs, the Wozniak guy, and there's a third guy and the third guy had 10% of Apple, 10% of Apple. 
And he was like, hey, guys, like you guys, I'm not really sure. I think I'm going to do something else. And hey, good luck. And he gave back, you know, he didn't take the 10%. So imagine if that dude, I want to say his name is like Ron Wayne, right? So imagine if Ron Wade, Wayne, back in wherever that time period was, had 10% of Apple stock and held it. Oh my God. How many billions and billions of dollars would he have right now? That hurts my soul to even think about. Isn't that crazy? It's like just pure luck. Like he just made, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel it. And <laughs> I don't feel the vibe. I'm going to do something else. And I, I imagine, I don't know much about the dude, but I imagine he probably was a successful person to be hooked up with jobs and Wozniak at that time. So he probably had other opportunities too, but he was like, you know what? Maybe I think I'm going to do better with the others. Wow. What about, have you, have you ever heard of Pete Best? I haven't. He was the drummer for the Beatles before Ringo Starr. And they, I don't know. I can't remember the reasons why I'm, I'm not like a big Beatle fan or anything, but I do know the story. So like they pushed Pete Best out, Ringo came in and imagine Pete Best where he's like, oh my God, if I would have known, I would have fought harder. I didn't know. I, I never thought the Beatles would be so huge. And he must be sitting there year after year after year. Like, what did I do? What, like, what did I say that ruined my chances? This is horrible. So like luck, to be fair, like at the beginning of the conversation, I want to show all like how you can make your own luck. But I also want to be realistic that sometimes luck is just flipping a coin. You know, right place, right time, wrong place, wrong time. I can't tell you how many times in recruiting, that's how it plays out. You know, where somebody has the right skills. It, it, this is funny, right? This Because this, hap this happens quite often where somebody comes to me and they're looking for a job and, you know, we have the right job that they're looking for. The compensation is on target. The person's a match, all that kind of good stuff. And it just flows, go through the interview process. They want to make a person the offer. And you'd think that the person, the candidate would be, yeah, this is great. I can't believe it. But what ends up happening, they can't believe it. So they think there's a catch. They're like, and I'm not making this up. They're like, this is too easy. Wait, what's, what am I missing here? And so instead of like giving the high fives and doing a little dance, they're like, this can't be, I can't be that lucky. I can't. And I would always have this line. It says, Hey, think about this. Think about this, Christine. Think how many times in your life have you been in the wrong place at the wrong time? And it didn't work out for you. And I think anybody watching this has been in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it just sucked. It wasn't good. So stands to reason that every once in a while, Every once in a while, you're in the right place at the right time. I would even say you get the right place at the wrong time. At the onset um, of the mass layoffs, people were extended job offers, but then got them rescinded when the economy took a turn for the worse. So I think that that's a, a good example of right place, wrong time, where they had all the right qualifications, but the timing just was not good.
that hurts. That hurts because I there is I would look through LinkedIn because you know maybe you see candidates who might be good for a role we have, and it's heartbreaking as you're saying, Christine, because you can see somebody maybe three months ago started Meta or Google or Morgan Stanley or Goldman or you know really marquee company, yeah. and then three months later they have that banner on, hey, open to work. You know, I lost my job, help. Oh my gosh. So you 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 hit it almost. You got the right job at the right time at first, but then it was the wrong time. Yeah. Last one hired, first fired. Yeah. And that's see, and that's the challenge with this too. So like the 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 beginning half was, you know, more that motivational rah-rah, you know, kind of, you know, speech, if you will. But then also I want to bring it back to reality too, that it works both ways that sometimes you're in the right place, the wrong time, right place, right time, you know, where it's, it's sometimes it's unfair. Sometimes it's fair. Um, and you know, a crazy thing too is like about luck is, you know, you could be born in like the worst country in the world and be like the, like a great smart person, but because of where you are, you're stuck. And like, how unfair is that? That's that's some parts of luck are really tough to change. Now, can that person who was born in the worst place in the world, and I don't know what the worst place in the world is, so we'll just call it the worst place in the world. Could they maybe kind of get past it? Yeah. Um, it's going to be harder, but they can. So these things, it's not perfect, but you're playing the odds. I would say by kind of, looking at things through the lens of if I stay motivated, if I stay optimistic, if I cultivate and build a huge network of alliances of people who could help one another, mutually benefit each other, if if you keep contributing to your skill stack and learning and growing, then, and you're that person let's say at the office who always goes the extra yard, who always does the right thing, the odds are more in your favor of succeeding and doing well. Does it guarantee that you're going to be in the C-suite? No. But does it give you a better chance of climbing that corporate ladder if that's what you want to do? Absolutely. And then if you compare it to not doing anything, and you know, then your luck is not going to be there anymore because you're doing all the wrong things and you're going backwards. So what I would say, the key to take away for today is this, is that the luck portion plays large in looking for a job, getting a job, getting hired, finding a career, bouncing back from a layoff. It's all in your mindset of, of how, how you look at the events and how you react to the events. If you react to the events, of woe is me, I'm a loser, I have bad luck, I have a black cloud on my head, that's going to bring you down and it's going to be hard to turn around. However, if you say, wow, this particular thing hurt, seems a little unfair, I feel terrible, but I can't give up. I got to move forward. I got to find ways to succeed. I got to try again. How many times I, I gotta I gotta maybe have a uh, another video about this is like the amount of people I was looking into it 
yesterday because uh, I, I'm, I'm very boring and I don't have much of a life in terms of very successful people. And, you know, like the, you know, uh, like Edison uh, and, and, you know, you know, people like that. And it's amazing how many of these iconic, super successful people have failed in their lives and how often they failed. And it's, it blows your mind how they would have one failure after another and just keep trying and trying and trying and trying and kicks in. Like one of the crazy things is from KSC, the Colonel, you know, that guy, you know, with the white hair and the, you know, yeah. old fashioned mustache and all that. He was like 65 when he started KFC. <laughs> and he failed in like so many ventures, so many crazy ventures that he tried over the years. And finally at 65, and then this has to be like 30, 40 years ago. So 65 then is like, like 300 years old compared to what it is now. So like he, like 65 then, like 65 is not so old now. The 65 back, you know, in the forties or fifties, you're ancient. He actually walked around with a cane, but I don't know, maybe that was for show because he called himself the Colonel. So that might've been a shtick. And, and he, he went, you know, did really well. And uh, maybe that's something we could talk about because it's, it's, it's one of the things too, where it shows that with, you know, in a way it's luck because these people try, fail, try, fail, try, fail, keep going, keep going, keep going. And eventually it clicks, which is kind of maybe not exactly kind of a luck, but it's another aspect of how to succeed. Um, so I hope, I hope this, is an interesting, different type of LinkedIn Live and slash podcast. <laughs> and I like doing these things because we rely so much on just like the cliche stuff that everybody always says. And to me, I see there's just so much more to the picture. There's so much more psychology to it. There's so much more mindset to, to it. There's so much more of like, how do you have a growth mindset, a success mindset? How do you make yourself win? How do you, how do you pick yourself up when you fall down a hundred times? And those are the things that we need, I think, in my opinion, to talk about more because, and I'll leave you with this. What ends up happening is most people, when you meet them and talk to them, and you say, how are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm great. I'm wonderful. How are the kids? Oh, wonderful. How's the house? You know, this, that yeah, great. And meanwhile, you know, afterwards you find out from a friend, oh, this guy just got divorced. Their kids hate him. He lost his job. It's like, what? You said he's great. So like, what happens is most people, they're full of it. They try to put on an air of how wonderful they are. And, and it turns out they're not. So what I'm trying to do is rip back and say, like, let's not BS each other. Let We all go through this. We're all dealing with rejections. We're all dealing with failures. We all deal get successes. And let, let's, I think by bringing it in open, that's how we could do better by acknowledging it. And then also by learning, it's not just you. If you're going through it, I'd bet you, you probably have hundreds and thousands of other people going through the same thing which should give you a measure of comfort knowing that if you're knocking your head against the wall, it's not you. It's a lot of people going through it. So for today, I, my suggestion is this, think positive, be optimistic, be motivated, take that next step, 
while all the TikTokers might be saying acting your wage, bare minimum Mondays and all that BS, block them out. Do what you need to do to succeed, to move forward, to live the life you want, to build that career, to get the money you want, get the compensation. So if you want a big house, big car, whatever makes you happy, go for it. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope that brought a little energy first thing Monday morning. And Christine, any, anything to add before? I would just say, you know, we call it luck, but really it's just laying the seeds of success. You're planting all these seeds so yes. that one thing blossoms into opportunities. Perfect. That's, that's a great, you said it way back. You said it like in 30 seconds, which it took me an hour to say. So I, <laughs> I, yeah, so I appreciate it. So thanks everybody. Thanks, Christine. And, and we'll see you all tomorrow.